2: Same old place,
0: sweet home, Chicago. Come on. Well, this is a, an awesome city. We're in Chicago with great music. We'll pay homage to that today. The Edmonton Order is opening up a quick... Uh, two-game road trip tonight uh, in the Windy City, and believe me, it is windy here. Uh, I realize you're all dealing with the difficult, challenging weather back at Edmonton. Probably about minus two or three degrees Celsius, but blowing something fierce as it only can in Chicago. The Oilers and the Blackhawks tonight. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer joining you along with Brendan Escott and telling you that Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. After aching for a long day, or if you're aching after a long day, World of Spas offers Stubbs Design with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up on today's show, a full preview of tonight's matchup. The Uppin' Snowheaders and the Chicago Blackhawks. Darnell Nurse will play his 500th NHL game. Tyler Benson will draw in the lineup as... uh, the Edmonton Oilers already playing without Evander King, Connor Yamamoto, Ryan McLeod, and Warren Fogle due to injury have lost Clem Costin to... Visa issues. This is the third player that's dealt with this during the course of this season. Uh, we'll hear a clip from Frank Saravalli, who was on yesterday with Brendan Escott as I was flying with the orders to the city of Chicago at 1235. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec will, uh, slide in and join us for half an hour. We'll get an update from the Chicago perspective. Former Blackhawks player, longtime, uh, radio and television analyst Troy Murray will join us in from, uh, 135 today from the Colta Hockey. David Staples. You can reach us at any time on the RiverCree Resort Casino Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ring in the New Year Trooper December 30th, Big Sugar December 31st. Tickets and more information at RiverCreeResort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors Tax Line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Stuart Skinner gets the start uh, for the orders against the Blackhawks. Edmonton won in here earlier in their season 6-5 in a wild game in which they were shorthanded eight separate times in the second period. And Tyler Benson will draw in for Clem Costin. Back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Brendan, how are you? Hanging in there,
2: Bob. Trying to stay my, uh, stay my warmest. Not the easiest these days here.
0: Yeah, no, I know it's going to be brutal for the next uh, few days. Uh, how were things yesterday in terms of uh, on the text line and that sort of thing? Following uh, the Oilers' second consecutive uh, thrilling sort of come from behind victory. I mean, a goal in the final five seconds from Evan Bouchard, and then. Uh, David and settle, weaving their overtime magic together. What was the uh, mood like from the fans? I think there's people definitely
2: concerned with how narrow those last two margins of victory really were. I mean, there's, you know, kind of teetering on losing those four points, and then suddenly these division standings look really ugly. So a lot of acknowledgement of that, but uh, also an understanding that we're starting to see some things turn around. More positive play out of Evan Bouchard, for example. So we'll see if those trends continue as well.
0: Yeah, one of the things for me that's occurred over the course of the last uh, couple of games for the Edmonton Oilers, really it's been a, a three-game run now for the team, but you just look at um, sort of how the numbers have worked out from from an Edmonton perspective and the shot share, and it's something that I monitor on a game-by-game basis, and, and I'll be frank with you, it wasn't pretty. It uh, wasn't pretty for... Several games in a row, but the last three games the Oilers have uh, played. If you go to Natural statric, and some of you don't place a lot of emphasis on that, um, but over the course of the last three games, the Oilers have played the Islanders. They lost three uh, nothing. You know they they ended up playing the Rangers, coming back for a four three win that night or that afternoon, and then against uh, Florida, who are a pretty good team that had some of the best shot metrics in the National Hockey League. You know the numbers overall. If you look in all strengths, not just in five on five, strongly supported that Edmonton were the better team. Um, you know that that to me bodes well. I mean, sixty nine fifty uh, where the attempted you know shots against uh, Florida, sixty seven thirty six against the Rangers, and seventy four forty five against the New York Islanders. So, uh, you know when you're getting. Basically, 57 to 65 percent of the, the, you know, the, I guess, uh, attempted shots on goal. And there were a lot of blocks in those games. I think that it's a sign that the orders are trending up in terms of their overall play, but that needs to continue tonight uh, when they take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, let's get to it. It's time for the Orders Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, proud to offer on site seams for service and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Here's where I tell you. That, uh, you know, we mentioned the injuries uh, Kane, Yamamoto, McLeod, and Fogel. Those four are out of the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. And as a result, the Oilers' top four forwards McDavid, Dry Settle, RH, and Hyman, uh, between the four of them, have played 88 games this year and scored 48 goals. Okay? The Oilers' other eight forwards that will be in the lineup tonight, 48 goals for their top four forwards. Four for the other eight forwards, two from Derek Ryan, in a total of 92 games. So granted, a lot of these guys have been in and out of the lineup, but uh, Edmonton's gonna be looking for a little bit more offensive juice. And speaking of juice, Frank Zeravali was on yesterday, and he talked about the fact that it's his belief that the Edmonton Oilers need a different dimension
1: in their bottom six. I think dimension is a great word for it, because I look at the bottom six and I say, too many players that are one-dimensional that do a lot of similar things that have a strong skill game, but nothing else, no bite, no juice that they're adding to the lineup when they're not scoring. And we know that that's been way too frequent. So I think that's one of the big things on the wish list. If you're you know, just getting past Cyber Monday and you're doing your holiday shopping, if you're Ken Holland, it's, it's not just someone for the bottom six that can help there. But I also think there's a center component that would really help this team in terms of versatility and flexibility for Jay Woodcroft in his lineup that having a center that is really strong and, and in fact may have some of those elements in his game um, I think could really boost this team moving forward. I think a lot of people heading into the season might have said, oh, there, you know, it's probably a defenseman that the Oilers might want to look at. I think it's center, and I think it's adding an element to that bottom six forward group before you then go down the path looking at defense and I think part of the reason for that is you see these last two games from someone like Bouchard, who has, I think has had a bit of a crisis of confidence this season, that you start to see that come out of him, come out of his shell again. And you're like, okay, that would solve a huge issue for this team if, if Bouchard can, can really get going. So now I pose the question
0: to you, Brendan Escott is that center playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. We talked in the offseason. Could you get in on Patrick Kane if you're the Edmonton Oilers? Well, the Oilers can score. They've got a good power play. They're third in the league in the power play at 28.8%. They're 10th in the league in goals for at 3.36. And that's without playing... Some of the worst defensive teams in the league. Like, the Edmonton haven't played Anaheim this year. They haven't played Philadelphia. They haven't played Columbus. They've actually got a fairly favorable uh, schedule of final 60 games. Their toughest stretch in terms of opponents was in the first 22. And we didn't see that maybe with New Jersey at the start of the year, but they got the best record in the league, and they played them twice. And I just I look at the orders, and, and again, we should do this right now. We'll get to the injury report fairly quickly for our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's this simple. They have the most experience, and they get you the best results. So that's James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. The numbers speak for themselves. Uh, you know, Vander Keen, 35 goals last year uh, between the regular season and the playoffs. Out with a wrist injury at least another three months. Kyler Yamamoto is on the trip. He's close to a return, but not expected to play tonight. Out with an upper body issue. Ryan McLeod, uh, lower body challenge, went on IR. He's going to be out at least a week, probably more. Warren Fogle, think it's a groin slash uh, hip sort of situation. Look like a core issue for Fogle. Uh, for now, they've listed them at day to day. So you got Kane playing 1930. You got Yamamoto at 1623. McLeod at 1446. And Fogle was a guy that played more with Kane and Yamamoto out of the lineup. So that's basically Edmonton's you know five through eight forwards out. Even when those guys were in the lineup, we were talking, Brendan and Scott. Do they need to upgrade the forward in a couple positions? And I keep circling back to Chicago. At the end of the day, I keep circling back to Chicago. Not everybody's going to agree with me on this, but I don't believe if, uh, um, Jonathan Tays, the cost for him, will turn out to be a first-rounder. I could be wrong. But I like I I wonder, in Jonathan Tays' case, 64.9% still in the face-off circle. He's got eight goals. He's got 13 points in 21 games. How would he be, if you can make the money work, and maybe find a way to get a guy like Sam Lafferty in the lineup as well, a good third-line penalty killer, how would you be if you could go get pays? What do you think, Brendan? It's funny you say that. We did talk about that on yesterday's show. Not at a great length, but
2: just for him as that uh, you're talking about a different dimension that doesn't necessarily necessarily correlate to dropping the gloves. Well, how about not only a career 57.2% in the face-off circle, but this year, you know, in 255 draws, he's operating at nearly 65%. So when you look at how the Oilers' bottom six centermen have been doing, like they're at four. 44%. That is a significant clip. And the biggest thing for me in that realm is you don't want to be taxing Leon Dreisaitl every face-off, every important face-off, every D-zone face-off of every regular season game and then have that come back in the playoffs and and you've got all that wear and tear on him. I say get a guy like Taves in and help out in that defensive aspect.
0: Again, I don't know if I'd give up a number one. I mean, I might give up a number one if they included a guy like Lafferty who had a year left in his term. And by the way, his numbers have dropped off here. But um, and, and many of you will say, you guys are crazy, got to get a defenseman. I wonder whether or not they need the center as well. I've got to tell you. Now, McLeod, he's going to be back. Um, but, you know, if you, you just if you had a little bit more coverage, settle has been sliding a bit in the faceoff circle. I think Leon's still not at 100%, just so everybody knows. I mean, lower body issues. Rob Brown talked about the other night. took him three years to come back from a high ankle sprain. All right, Oilers in action tonight against Chicago. Back into the Oilers now. Audio Vault, Jay Woodcroft says, let's face it, this is basically a six-game road trip.
3: You know what, I see this as a continuation of the road trip almost. Uh, Edmonton was a road road game for us because uh, we were out and then came back for one and then uh, obviously now uh, back in, into Chicago and Minnesota tomorrow night. So um, I thought it was uh, important for us to get the result last game. I thought we did some good things. And uh, we're we're going to have to bring that forward uh, against a, a very dangerous Chicago Blackhawks team. We know what we're up against tonight, um, their team war. Uh, They're well coached, Uh, they've had a little bit of a tough run recently, but they have the skill that can make you pay if you play a sloppy game.
0: Darnell Nurse will play career game number 500. He had these comments. Uh, It's just like any other game. Obviously when you hit certain milestones and whatnot, it's cool to reflect and look back and uh, they'll be thankful for the opportunities and uh, the the road to get here, but uh, it's just like any other game. And he added some additional perspective on spending his entire career in Edmonton. Obviously, would be in one one organization to be able to be here with a few guys that uh, since the the first uh, first game is still around. Um, and then we have you know our, our equipment managers and, and training staff. They've all been here the whole time. So to be able to uh, it's a great organization and to be able to share all 500 with them. Uh, it's been very special for me. Tyler Benson will draw in as, again, Clem Coston is dealing with visa issues. Here's Benson on returning to the National Hockey League.
1: It feels like it's it's been a long time since since my last game here at this level, so I'm excited to play. It was a long process to get back healthy and up to speed and up to shape, back in shape again. But, no, I feel like I've, I've prepared well over these these past eight weeks, I guess, to get, get ready for it again, and I feel like I'm ready to go tonight.
0: And Tyler Benson is a player that Jay Woodcroft knows well.
3: Well, he's an option for us tonight. Obviously, with Clem uh, getting some work visa things sorted out, Clem uh, won't be an option, but, uh, you know, we haven't decided yet uh, where we're going to go, if it's going to be 11-7 and 7 or 12-6. and 6. The good thing about Tyler for me is that uh, I've coached him for four and a half years, uh, so I know exactly what he brings to the table. Um, you know, he's someone that I felt had a really good training camp, uh, and in his last preseason game, he got injured, and that was unfortunate for him, put a lot of work into rehabbing and getting ready, went down to the American League uh, on a conditioning assignment, did well down there, and he's certainly a good option for us, should we put him in the lineup tonight.
0: There you go. That is Jay Woodcroft. And again, it does look like Benson will go in uh, 155 points in 177 games in the AHL. We will take a timeout. When we come back, uh, we'll have our game day lineup report from McGuire Financial and get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It is, one. Uh, check that, 1222 in Edmonton, 1222 in Edmonton, and you are listening to Oilers Now. 25 at Edmonton. That's good. To the game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future for a free financial consultation. Visit McGuireFinancial.ca. Well, based on morning skate today, the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks are going to line up their top lines, uh, load up their top lines. Connor McDavid with six goals, nineteen points, fifteen games against the Hawks. Of course, he. Had a hat-trick against the Hawks in the uh, uh, first game play between these two teams, a four-point performance. Also had a hat-trick against the Blackhawks in the play-in series. McDavid with Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. It'll be Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Matthias Janmark and Yessa Poole-Yarvey. in the first 20 games last year had eight goals in his last 59 games, seven goals. Tyler Benson with Devin Shore and Derek Ryan. Brad Malone will center Dylan Holloway, and James Hamlin will play his second NHL game. He played 9.56. Uh, in his debut on Monday night. On defense, Darnell Nurse, game number 500 with Cody Ceci. Brett Kulak with Tyson Berry, who's got 31 points in 35 career games against the Hawks. Broberg with Bouchard. Broberg averaging 1040 through two games this year. Stuart Skinner starts in goal. He's 5 and 5 with a 919 save percentage. The Oilers are, uh, third in the league in the power play, 10th in goals for, 13th in shots for. They've, uh, ve- vastly increased their shot metrics over the last three games. Chicago Blackhawks come in with a record of 6, 11, and 14. They're 0, 6, and 1 in their last seven games. They've been outscored 34 to 14. They're 31st in goals for 31st in shots for, and the problem is they're 29th in goals against Taze, Kane, and Athanasia will be their top line tonight. Domi, who like Taze and Kane as a pending UFA, will center Kurashov and Taylor Radish on their second line. They got Jack Johnson and, uh, Seth Jones and their top pairing, uh, Seth Jones playing 24-48, and we're gonna see Ardred Soder, uh, Soderbloom, uh, out of Shaleftia as the starting goaltender tonight. Alright, we're gonna do a total, uh, turn here. Not a heel turn, but a turn. Brendan, I got to ask you this question. Did you come across uh, the CBC.ca story yesterday on Alfonso Davies?
2: I, I did, and people may have seen the smoke that had come out of my ears drifting around the Edmonton region. All right, what was the name of the, the piece again? Is Alfonso Davies' celebrity a problem for Canada at the World Cup?
0: Uh, basically, what happened here is Davies' appearances had been limited to broadcaster rights holders type events. And there was some concern that, you know, he wasn't, I don't know f- accountable is the right word or available uh, through the first couple days. And they finally, uh, and, and I know there's some things going on with Canada soccer. It, you know, this guy's 22 and uh, people grow, and the reality of the situation is he plays on one of the biggest club sides in the planet, and those players get looked after salary-wise, and also with, you know, we've seen down in the NCAA with college football, NIL, and I wonder whether or not there's been some issues with Soccer Canada, which hasn't exactly uh, <laughs> killed it over the years in terms of uh, making the most of situations. I-, I found that piece to be pretty interesting, um, I I get it. You'd want an opportunity to talk to the most important player, uh, but sometimes I think Canadians are pretty hard on themselves. Brendan, I got to tell you.
2: Yeah, it reads and, like sour grapes to me, and I just whatever message he was trying to convey, I think got lost in the undertones of the piece.
0: Yeah, you know, like I was a little surprised that Alfonso took the penalty shot in the first game, scored a great goal in the second game. He's got huge expectations. He's clearly Canada's best player. You can see that when they're going against the world's best, like they are in this tournament. And Belgium and Croatia have, you know, great uh, veteran teams with seven or eight of their starters being guys that play, you know, in the top three or four leagues in the world. Canada doesn't have that. And so I, at times I sense that Alfonso's almost trying to do too much because that's the expectation. He's going to keep getting better. It was, uh, I found the piece to be uh, pretty interesting as well. Let's go off to a global news, weather, traffic update at 1230 with Eileen Bell, Mark Spector, when we're returning orders now.